Blog Talk Radio. Well, we will be announcing the winners of our 2015 Poetry Contest, which is a very, very exciting uh, time for us. Uh, Probably this show, compared to all the other shows we do, has more people listen to it. And I'm excited to be able to give you the information first on who won our contest. A lot of stuff to tell you before that. First of all, some thanks. I want to thank – oh, I should mention this right away, actually. This is, uh, you know, typically every month we do a call-in show, a uh, a uh, uh, an open reading, as it were, in which you are invited to call in and uh, read your poem, poem. That's our uh, monthly Poetry Superhighway live open reading. Today is not that show, uh, so please don't call in, uh, which is an odd thing to say because normally every month I'm begging you to call in to read your poetry. Today we will just be announcing the winners of the Poetry Superhighway Contest, our 18th annual contest, 2015 contest, one of our biggest ever. Um, And when we get to actually announcing the winners of the contest, what will be happening is I'll be announcing the top 10 scoring positions. So when that does happen, if you happen to be one of the people who've scored in the top 10 positions, then at that point, if you hear your name, you'll be invited to call in and read that poem. And the call-in number is should be on the page that you're looking at right now, but just in case, it's 646-716-7362. But please, please don't call in unless you've heard me call your name or unless you're one of our three contest judges uh, who I've invited to call in and speak with us uh, here at the uh, beginning of the contest, and we'll see if any of them make it in to, uh, to say hi to you all and let them know about their experience judging the contest. I really want to thank all of our judges. There were uh, 645 poems which were sent in this year, and I can't uh, give enough gratitude to Amber Deco. Am- learning how to speak. Sorry, Amber Decker, Lisette Alonzo, and Richard Whitaker, all of whom read every single one of those poems and put their all into scoring them. So the way it worked is, uh, in case you don't know, in case you're wondering what the process is, uh, when, when you sent in your poems after you paid your entry fee, I passed them on to those three uh, with your name removed, so they just got the poems and basically the format that you sent them to me in. Sometimes they got a batch which just had your poems. Sometimes they, they got a batch which included multiple people's poems. Um, And they would send back the titles of those poems with a score between zero and five. Um, Those three scores from three judges were added together, and that led to the that poem's score in the contest. And then we sorted the scores and see who raised to the top. 
And in this case, there was actually a tie for a couple of the top scoring positions. So we had to have a second round of scoring for a few poems to determine who uh, who actually won those positions, etc. So all that having been done, in a little bit, I'm going to tell you the top 10 scoring positions, including the three people who won the contest. So get excited. I'm excited. All right. I think I've got Lisette on the line with me. Lisette, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Thanks for calling in. No problem. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> no problem. I just uh, I, I don't know if either of the other two judges uh, will be joining, but um, I just want to thank you so much for um, for for all the work that you did in scoring all of these poems. I know it was a tremendous amount of work, especially. Uh, especially during the last couple of weeks when the number of entries that came in on given days was, was kind of insane. Yeah, it, it was a little bit overwhelming, but no, it was, it was fun to participate. I, I liked reading all the entries and seeing just how how different they all were. It, it was a good experience. Cool. Do you have any, um, you know, having read 645 different poems, um, you know, I'm always, I'm always concerned that the judges are going to determine at the end that they, that they hate poetry. Um, did that happen to you? <laughs> no, no, I, I don't hate poetry. I needed a little, like a little break, a hiatus from poetry, but I do not by any means hate poetry. Well, that's good. I uh, I certainly would have felt guilty if um, if that uh, would have ended up happening. Um, so, uh, any any advice or comments or um, or well, I guess advice. We're past the advice point at this point, unless right. you unless you unless you saw something that for sure, you know, you realized, man, if only people didn't do this, uh, it would have been a better uh, a better thing. Any 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 reaction? I guess uh, general reactions are specific. Um, I think one thing that might stand out a little bit is is how difficult it can be to to rhyme, like write a rhyming poem that's that's successful. So I think a lot of times when people would kind of fall into the the very familiar like sing song rhythms and and rhymes that sometimes are a little bit too um, pronounced and they kind of overwhelm the rest of the poem. I think that that was something that I would suggest maybe not do. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's not a, a necessarily a comment um, against rhyming poetry because I, I deal with the same thing no. when, when I when I am reading uh, when I'm reading stuff for Poet of the Week. You know, some of it's rhyming and if the rhyme becomes, you know, obvious really quickly, then it's, you know, sometimes yeah. that's the only thing that uh, that uh, that you notice and it, and it takes away from the poem. So that's actually a really strong comment. I think rhyming poems are particularly hard to write well, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, well, look, I, I've got a, I mean, I think when they're done well. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was just say, I've got a couple other people calling in, and I, I'm not sure if they're the, they're the other judges, so hold on a sec. Let me see if I, uh, if if that's who is calling in. Um, uh, 914, are you, hello? 914 area code? Nobody there in the 914. Okay, how about... Um, <laughs> 650 area code, are you there? All righty. Uh, perhaps not the judges. Just a, a reminder, um, folks, please don't call in um, unless you're one of the contest judges or you hear your name. When I see a phone number 
in the switchboard, I assume uh, you're one of those people, and we don't want. We're trying to avoid awkward moments, um, mm-hmm. which is always my goal in life. Um, Lisette, remind us where you live. I'm actually in Miami, Florida. Miami, Florida. Um, that's cool. I head yeah. there every year for uh, for uh, for the holidays with my family. So um, cool. Is there is there a lot of do you are you involved with poetry in Miami? Um, occasionally, I'm I'm finishing up um, uh, my MFA at the University of Miami. So there are usually a lot of events, um, visiting poets that come to read, and they have like a a monthly um, open mic at the Books and Books in Coral Gables. So whatever I can attend, I have I have kids and a husband, so whatever I can find time to attend, I do. Cool. That's cool. Actually, what I remember, I went to, I, I bought a gift certificate, at Books and Books, um, uh, and I remember thinking, you know, what an interesting name, you know, for a place. It's, you know, in case you wonder what they have and didn't catch it in the first half of the name, surely <laughs> when it comes around the second time, you're, you're kind of, oh, books, okay. Uh, books, but where books are the books? books. You know? Right. And with, there's a cafe, the but they don't, they don't mention that in the, uh, in the, in the name. So, you know. Okay. How are you going to know you can get a latte there as well? Um, anything else? So you, you gave a constructive comment. Um, so, that, but surely there were there were a bunch of poems that you scored really well. Do you have any, you know, general reaction um, to the the stuff that you really loved? Um, the stuff that I really love, I think, tended to kind of surprise me. You know, with its language, I'm always looking for for something that kind of stands out as far as the images that are that are presented or sometimes just like a turn of phrase that's really original and um, it kind of helps you connect with that poem a little bit more. And I also like a poem that tells a story. Mm. So, I mean, it really depends. It, like a well-done poem, like there's so many different ways it could be kind of formed. <laughs> it's very, it's hard to say. It's true, you know. Did you did you find it was hard to score poems, or or, or, or uh, you know, I, I guess them on their own terms because the, there was such a wide variety of types of of poems. You know, was you know, like how do you compare one completely different style of poem to another in terms of of the score? Yeah, that I think that can be tricky. Um, but again, I think you rely on um, kind of the voice of the poem and and the images and, and concrete ideas that you can really kind of hold on to, you know, like versus, you know, some of the ones that were maybe more abstract or, um, or I don't know. Does that make sense? Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, um, cool. Well, I'm, I'm, I really appreciate you taking time. At, oh yeah. Actually I did have one more question. There was of course a second round of scoring, um, in which uh-huh. there was, you know, a handful of poems that rose to the top that, you know, that that um, had to battle it out between some of those top positions. Um, were you pleased or excited, or what was your reaction to seeing those particular poems again, without per se giving away what they were? Um, some of them were definitely up in my favorite, so so I was really happy to see them. Um, and they were all good, so in the end, it was it was even tougher to score that that last tied batch. I feel I I put you through the the mines the uh, the trenches. <laughs> uh, 
Well, uh, Lisette, I really appreciate you taking the time to to call in today, and 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 again for the giant amount of work that that you did along with the other couple of judges um, in um, in you know basically adding integrity to to the contest. It just it couldn't work without someone like you and Amber and Richard um, really you know putting you know giving every poem the opportunity to be read on its own terms and and putting thought into the score. And with 645 of them having been read, I know that that was a tremendous amount of work since since July. So thank you so much. No, thanks for uh, thanks for running the po- the poetry contest. I mean, I think it's a it's a great poem and it's very accessible. And um, you know, I like to participate whenever I can, and I was glad to be a part of it. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, of course, I should mention you. You were one of the winners of the contest the previous year, which is why you got the invitation to judge. So, um, so thank you for participating. You know, last year, and I hope that uh, now that you're you're off the hook in terms of responsibility, that you'll uh, join in again next year. Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. Well, have a great rest of the day in Miami, and and stay tuned so you can find out the results of your hard work. Yes, I definitely will. Thank you. All right, have take a great it easy. Day. Thanks, you too. It was um, Lisette Alonzo, one of our contest judges, calling from Miami who uh, worked incredibly hard in scoring the rest of the uh, contest. I just want to – 650 is back. So 650 – let's see. Are you there, 650 area code? 650, you there? Yes. No. Okay. Okay. Well, hmm. I, I guess they. I hung up before they said yes. So listen, six five zero. If you're listening, don't call in unless you're one of the contest judges. Um, uh, thank you so much. Just listen to the show on the uh, on on the computer, um, and we're good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to get into the statistics of the of the show. I'm going to tell you a bunch of information about um, the number of entries and prizes and all that kind of stuff, and then uh, right after that, uh, hold on a sec. Six five zero is back. Let's see if uh, that's uh, that's. Amber, hello, 650? Are you there? I'm sorry. I, I'm not a judge. I just somebody who uh, sent in a poem. I don't know if you want to speak with me or not. Oh, I don't. You should be listening to the show on your computer and not and then not calling into the show. Um, oh, so yeah. thanks so much. Um, and uh, can't say that enough times, folks. Please don't, uh, don't call in unless you're a judge. If I see you... Uh, in the uh, in the in the in the uh, queue, I assume that you're either a judge or you're one of the people whose names I'm shortly going to mention, who um, who um, are in the top ten scoring position. So only call in if uh, if you are Amber Decker, Richard Whitaker, our two other contest judges, or if you're one of the ten uh, one of the people who scored in the top ten scoring positions. All right, you got it. No more awkward moments. That's my pledge, ladies and gentlemen. Um, all right, so. Let me tell you um, some some statistics of uh, of our contest, and then we're going to get into the uh, the uh, top ten scoring positions. Do be ready to call in if you hear your name, because if you are one of those top ten scoring folks, I want to I want you to call in and read your poem that scored in that position. So there you go. Um, and this, by the way, this is the only place where you will hear the top ten scoring positions. We don't post anything but the top three winners. Um, we don't have runners up in the contest. Just um, for fun, um, during this show, we announced the top 10 scoring positions. So um, so this is your chance uh, to find out who they are and if you're one of those folks to, to call in as well. So this year, as I mentioned, we had 645 
poems enter the contest. That was a lot of poems. Last year, we only had 574 poems uh, in, which actually was a, a much higher amount than the previous year. So we actually grew um, a big chunk this year. Sorry, judges. There you go. Um, we had 120 poets enter this year. Last year, we only had 99 poets enter the contest. Um, this year, we had 122 prizes entered, uh, submitted by 55 sponsors. So here's a cool thing enough either. Um, those 55 individuals and organizations are the folks who are making it, or basically have guaranteed that every single one of the 120 poets who entered will get some kind of prize just for entering. Now, for some of you, that's you're going to actually get a physical book in the mail. Um, some of you, it'll be uh, some other kind of thing that will be mailed to you, a set of broadsides maybe. Other folks, it's going to be an electronic something, a, a subscription to something, um, a PDF of an ebook. Um, there's a few people who offered services. Um, there's one person who offered... Um, uh, a read-through of, of a, and critique of a manuscript as well as a phone session with you to try to um, go over that critique. Um, there's um, a, kind of a, a poetry coaching session, um, one-hour coaching session that someone offered to several different people. So no matter what um, your score in the contest is, whether you scored in last place or in first place, you will get something for entering. So 120 poets, we have 122 prizes. A um, couple people will get two things, I guess is how that will work out. Um, from 55 sponsors, last year we had 52 sponsors. Um, and I just want to, if you're a sponsor and you're listening, um, I can't thank you enough. Um, one of the things that I really try to do is to make this contest accessible to everyone, um, to give people an incentive uh, for uh, to, to entering um, and, and you know at the very least we call it a consolation prize um, so even if you've entered a poem for one dollar one poem for one dollar you're still going to get a prize for entering so um, um, so hopefully you'll feel that it was worthwhile even if you don't win even if you don't hear your name in the top ten scoring positions as well so thank you sponsors for donating all those prizes um, and again if you're listening sponsors I've, I've probably said this a million times in emails to you, but just to uh, vocalize it as many times as possible. Shortly after the contest, um, an email will go out to you uh, letting you know exactly where to send your prizes to. Um, some of you uh, will just be getting email. You'll all be getting actually all the contact info, email addresses and and mailing addresses. And so um, just remember that you've agreed as a sponsor to send your prizes out within two weeks of being notified. So that's by, I think, no Monday, November 2nd, which you'll be notified later today. Um, and, and this is super important, to also send me an email to let me know that you have sent the prizes out. Um, now, if you're offering a service to someone, uh, you don't you, know, you, you don't have to send that out. You basically just have to contact the person by email and say, hey, congrats for... For, for getting this prize, here's how you take advantage of it, and then it's basically in the in their court to take advantage of the prize. So as, as long as you've sent out that notification to them, if it's that kind of prize, um, that's okay. But again, really important that you notify me once the prize has been mailed out or you've contacted them about the, uh, the electronic prize or whatever it is. Um, if I don't hear from you, I'm going to send you an annoying follow-up email and assume that, didn't, that it didn't go out. 
Um, and this is I'm I'm super like specific about this. Um, don't send me an email saying okay they're going out in tomorrow's mail because to me that means you haven't sent them out yet, and I'm not going to mark you off the roster. I really only want to hear from you once you've actually already sent them out. Okay, so let's avoid annoying follow-up emails. And there you go. That's uh, thank you and thank you again, sponsors. Um, it's uh, it's through your donations. I think that um, that. Uh, because of your generosity that so many people choose to enter enter the contest. All right. So regarding the actual scores of the contest, um, so we received 645 poems. In the first round of scoring, that means with each judge uh, giving the score from zero to five points using quarter-point intervals, the maximum possible score a poem could get is 15 points in the first round of scoring, and the lowest possible score is zero. No poem poem scored zero, so uh, congratulations on that. I don't know that um, a poem has ever scored zero um, in our contest, but um, I'd have to look back and see, but uh, there you go. So this year, with the 645 poems entered, the average score, so that's taking 645 poems and dividing it by um, 15, is that right? Is that how I did that? No. The, I, however you do averages, I forget how to do the math, but I did it correctly, I assure you. The average score, poets really shouldn't be having to do math live on the air or ever for that matter. Um, so the average score this year out of 15 points was 9.435 points. That's um, that's uh, almost a full point higher than last year's average score, which is 8.477 points. 2013, the average score was 8.0457 points. Previous year, 2012, it was 8 points. Looking since 2006, this year was actually the highest average score, 9.435 points. So congratulations uh, to all of you for, in general, scoring on an average higher than in all the previous years. The lowest average score since I've been keeping track of these statistics was in 2007, and the lowest average score that year was 5.938. So uh, there you go. That's the average scores in uh, in our contest. The highest score for a poem in the first round of scoring, again, the highest possible score is 15. The highest score this year was 13.75 points. Um, in the first round of scoring. Um, And that is the, well, compared to last year, it was 13 points. In 2013, the highest score was 12.5 points, Um, 13.75, same as this year in 2012. The highest score for a single poem in a first round of scoring that I received since 2006 was in 2011, and that was 14.25 points. So we didn't reach that height this year in the first round of scoring, but 13.75 is only a half point off, so not too bad. We've we've been doing the contest for uh, 18 years, but I've only been keeping these statistics since 2006, so um, there you go. Um, All right, moving on. The lowest score in the first round of scoring this year um, was two points. Yes, two points out of 15 was the lowest score. That wasn't the lowest ever score 
Um, the lowest ever score for uh, a first-round poem was only a half a point, and that was in 2007. Last year, the lowest score was higher. It was 4.5 points. 2013, it was 1.75 points, etc. So um, this was among, in terms of the poems that scored in the very lowest end, um, this was among the lower end of that. So... Uh, well, I have no conclusion to draw about that. That's just information that you now know. Um, all right. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, it is time. I'm now going to tell you the top ten scoring poems. So as a reminder, if you hear your name, uh, because I've called your name and, and said you are one of the top ten scoring poets, please call in. Please call 646-716-7362. And you will be invited at that point to read your poem that's scored in that position. And uh, there you go. Call in quickly. And there you go. Um, just another thing I'd like to mention, um, uh, because people always ask, um, I'm only going to reveal the top 10 scoring positions. So if you scored lower than this, you'll have to assume that you were all tied for 11th place. Under no circumstances... Uh, no matter what you ask, I'm not going to tell you what the scores were below that 10th position. Um, that's my policy, and I'm sticking to it. All right. Are you ready, ladies and gentlemen? Darn it, I forgot to install the drum roll sound again. Um, well, could someone please make a drum roll sound in wherever you are in the world? Well, I don't hear it. I just assume it's happening. In 10th place, ladies and gentlemen, <coughs> with 11.75 points, which is uh, a fine score out of 15. By the way, most of these the scoring positions in this, uh, in this uh, first round of scoring are only um, a quarter of a point apart, you know? So it's, it really was such a fine difference between... Um, between these different placements. So if you're in these top 10 uh, positions, you you know you should be proud of yourself. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, um, there are seven poets who tied for 10th place in the first round of scoring with 11.75 points. And they are A.D. Winans for the poem, Poem for My First Love. He's from San Francisco. Amy Carpenter... Lugs, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name, for her poem, Critique or Some Possible Questions to Ask of Your Poem. She's from Grand Rapids, Michigan. From San Marino, California, for her poem, Love, Anna Thessing. Congratulations, Anna. For his poem, Sleep, from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Ed Wurstein, also tied for 10th place. For... His poem, Goodbye to Former Student from Washington, D.C., Frederick Pollock. For her poem, Stray from Athens, Georgia, Heidi Lynn Nilsson, tied for 10th place. And finally, the last person tied for 10th place from Greensboro, North Carolina. For her poem, The Atlantic Fish Market on Pacific Street, Rosalind Marhata. Ooh, Rosalind, I see you're uh, in the uh, in the uh, chat room right now. So if you'd like to call in and read your poem, if any of you um, 
are uh, are listening, please call in and and uh, let's uh, let's hear your poem. Six four six seven one six seven three six two. I'm going to want you to read it quick because we've got uh, nine other positions to get through, and I want to make sure everyone uh, everyone uh, uh, gets a chance um, if those folks are listening. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's ten place, ten place. Woo! Thank you. That's my tenth place song. I just composed it right now. Moving on to ninth place. Place was only a quarter point higher than tenth place. Ninth place was twelve points out of a possible fifteen. Uh, in ninth place, there are eight poets tied for ninth place. Wow, a lot of people scored really well in the contest. Um, and here they are from Chetwind, British Columbia. Ruth Hill for her poem, Lines Drawn. For From Quincy, Massachusetts, for his poem, Ancient Operations, Robert Knox. For her poem, In a Name, from Lake Forest, California, Robbie Nestor. From Topanga, California, a regular participant in PSH Live Open Readings for her poem, Girlfriends, Jean Colonymous. From New York, New York, for her poem, The Autumn of H1N1, Erica Dreyfus, or Dreyfus. Call in, Erica, and let me know how to pronounce your name. For, from Brewster, Massachusetts, for his poem, The Wave, Charles Medansky. And from Los Fresnos, Texas, for his poem, Sunday Morning, Brian Damien Nichols. And the final poet in ninth place from New York, New York, for the poem, Breakfast at Ye Old Big Chain Inn, Anita Polier, which I'm pronouncing in what I would imagine would be the original French. Thank you. All right, those are the uh, those are the ninth ninth place positions. I see we have a couple people um, on the lines. Let's see who we've got. Um, uh, three three six area code. Hello. Hi, this is Rosalind Marhata. I'm so excited that I've learned something. I'm ready to read my poem. If you're ready to listen, I'm ready to listen. Go for it. The Atlantic Fish Market on Pacific Street. My childhood refuge had fish lined up like jewels on white ice petals. Stripes of the sea across a display case, tail to nose, tail to nose. Their stories ending in pots or fry pans, fuel for family dinners. Red snapper sparkling silver and rose, flatfish sporting gray satin cloaks, spotted with orange, and fluke, toasty brown, wearing polka dots, stared at the ceiling fan wobbling, jostling air, flypaper hung in yellow twirls bursting with opalescent black bodies of the doomed, their humming silenced in gloom. Outside, a red and blue awning above the doorway sheltered us from sunlight's screeching heat. Old man Schwartz, Silvered as a snapper, wore a white apron streaked with blood rubies, and a white sailor's cap crowned his curls. He grabbed some sole to fillet for our dinner, walked to a wood counter, scraped off their sequins in a rhythmic 
scratching, sliced their bellies open, pulled out brown ropes and gray ladders of innards, and slid the heap into an aluminum trash can. My sister and I crunched on green peas, purchased from a bin across from the fish. Sweet green peas snapped from their pods, savored more than summer, savored more than lime popsicles dripping on fingers, savored more than Blackbeard's map of treasures. We wanted more, always more. Great job, Rosalind. Nice, nice reading of that poem, and, I, and no surprise why that rose to one of the top ten scoring positions. Thanks so much for uh, entering the contest, and for, I'm so glad you could you could call in and read that. Well, me too. It was a wonderful experience, and I, I'm so glad you had this contest. Thanks. All right, cool. Great to hear your voice. Call in next month and read a poem on our open reading, uh, November uh, November fifteenth, if you happen to remember to listen. Okay. What time? Uh, Two p.m. Pacific. Okay, fantastic. Thank you very much. Sure, thank Bye-bye you. Bye-bye, Ralph. Bye. That was uh, Rosalind calling from Greensboro, North Carolina, reading uh, one of the poems that scored tied for 10th pace, the Atlantic Fish Market on Pacific Street. Thanks a lot. Um, another caller from the, let's see, 949 area code. Hi. Hi, Rick. How are you? I'm good. Who's this? This is Robbie. Oh, hey, Robbie. Robbie Nestor. Yes, Robbie. Hey. Congratulations yes. on ninth place. Let's Thank hear your poem. You, and I enjoyed the. Okay, in a name. No one ever calls me by my name. I got it secondhand from a grandfather I never met, long dead before my birth. No surprise it didn't fit this formal moniker, Roberta, that no one ever used except at school. They knew it didn't suit me. Stiff as the petticoats I wore back then, the awkward desks, a frilly name, long leg. My mother urged me to wear bows, play tea party. Instead, I splashed the creek, bucket in one hand, net in the other. Kept lizards, collected caterpillars. Some believe a name has power, enough to cheat the evil eye as when a person recovering from an illness is renamed. So when death arrives, it might be thwarted. The messenger sent elsewhere for want of the right name. My grandmom was the only one who could have told me anything about my namesake, but I never even saw his picture. She didn't say if I was anything like him in looks or personality. She hardly talked to me at all. I could have changed my name, but would be stubbornly myself, no matter what they called me. Nice read as always, Robbie. Thanks so much for calling in and for participating. (laughs) All right. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Take it easy. That was uh, Robbie Nestor from Lake Forest, California, reading her um, poem, which tied for ninth place in a name. Um, okay, moving on, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we've heard from 10th and 9th place. It's time to get to 8th place in our contest. 8th place was only a quarter point higher than 9th place, 12.25 points. We had four people tied for uh, tied for 8th place, and here they are. From uh, Edinburgh Mid- Midlothian, which I believe is uh, Scotland, United Kingdom, 
for his poem, Blue Anchor, Neil Leadbeater. Congratulations, Neil. Uh, from Altadena, Cal- California, a state I've only just heard of, which is why I pronounced it that way, for her poem, Shelter, Kaja Anderson. Congratulations, Kaja. I know you're, know you're listening, so call in and, and read that poem. From Camarillo, California, for the poem, Tell Them, Fred, or maybe it's Tell Them, Fred. I'll have to read the poem and find out. Dane Bayless. Congratulations, Dane. And from Stillwater, Oklahoma, for the poem Remnants of Other Lives, Christine Nichols. Those, ladies and gentlemen, are your eighth place positions. All right, I have a caller on the line. Um, Hello, who's this? Hello? That was a blocked number. Remind me not to put the blocked numbers on the air. All right, well, that was eighth place. Um, There you go. Um, Moving on then, as it would have in seventh place, which was only a quarter of a point higher than eighth place, with 12.5 points, we had two people tied in seventh place. Uh, From Tustin, Michigan, for the poem Mechanics, Amy Nemesek. And from Sunnyvale, California, for the poem Sext on a Kona Balcony, which is an experience I'd like to have, uh, former contest winner and judge Ellerain Lockie. Congratulations, Ellerain. And that is seventh place. Just two folks. All right. Let's see. 626 area code. Hello. Hey, Rick. It's Khadijah. Hi, Khadijah. Sorry for mispronouncing your name. I. Uh, That's Okay. I just also yeah. mispronounced the state of California, if that is any consolation. I, yeah, I, I heard that. <laughs> One of those days. It's okay. I'm just, I get nervous on the contest announcement day. You know how I am in right? front of people, just always stumbling yeah. and, 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 yeah. and not knowing what to say. That's why um, we love let's you. Hear, thank you. Let's hear your poem. Shelter. Okay. Shelter. Here is your shelter decay. You who made me lawless and hoarse left out to be disappeared, shifting in the desert sun, hoarding water around you, boots cindered with glass, ready to disguise yourself in earthquake or sermon. Yours was layers of phones and beds, wires humming in the crazed wind, showers and door locks gratuitous. Dawn-ravaged prayer flags stinging near the place you always claimed sacred. There you go. What a lovely space that uh, that poem creates. Thank you so much. Thanks. That was actually um, from a writing experience out in, at Noah Purifoy's art installation out in Joshua Tree. If anybody's local and goes out there, you got to go. It's free. It's a big 10 acres of art that's deteriorating in the desert. It's beautiful. Awesome. All right, well, Khadijah. I'm going to say that a hundred times uh, by the end of the day, and it'll never happen again, the mispronunciation. Um, or, or it will, and we'll just have this experience all over again. Thank you for entering. Congratulations on um, on placing where you did, and uh, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Um, that was uh, Khadijah Anderson calling from Altadena, California. <laughs> I did it again. I'm turning California into a vegetable. Um, California. I'm not going to spend a lot of time trying to make that work. Um, all right, from the uh, 805 area code, hello. 
Hello? Hi, this sounds like Dane. Is this Dane? Yeah, Rick, baby, that's me. Hey, Dane Bayless, congratulations on eighth place. Let's hear your poem. Tell them, Fred. The poets, the poets lie too much. Damn, you tell them, Fred. Tell them about struggle, getting past what is pretty, cute, contrived, about knowing that the great bastards are monuments made for toppling, those Judas goats with their herds, their perfume and flowers. These are no part of courtship but the camouflage, overlying the sweet, rotten corpses of children dead from innocence, women from childbirth, shining pink-fleshed heroes gone in a flash and a roar, old gray fuckers sitting on the tub's edge watching hot red life creep to the drain. They are that cheapskate Bernini, roaring deaf Ludwig van, Camus and Pollock incorporated into accidental automotive sculpture, drunks heaving their misery into gutters, forgotten darlings cursing themselves while spewing adoration on photographs of loves gone missing. None of it is as potent as the smell of bacon in the morning, sex in the middle of the day, just being able, once in a great tortured moment, to close your eyes without worrying what you will see when they open to the daylight. You're going to have to tell them, Frederick Nietzsche, because they hunt me like Shelley's pathetic monster trapped in the burning windmill if I dare to so much as yawn. Woo! And we get the benefit of hearing the poem a second time in the background. Uh, Dane, thank you for, <laughs> for having your audio up. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for entering. Congratulations on eighth place. Really strong reading, strong poem. Thank you very much, Rick. Thank you. All right. Sorry for rushing through, folks. When we have our open readings uh, once a month, uh, the next one, as I mentioned earlier, is November 15th. I really like to talk to the people calling in, find out what's going on in your poetry world. But we got uh, six more positions to get through uh, before in the next 18 minutes, and I want to make sure that we have time to get to, get to everyone. So call in during regular open reading, and we'll we'll get to talk more. All right. So sixth place, ladies and gentlemen. Sixth place is only a quarter of a point higher than seventh place with 12.75 points we had three people tied for sixth place from smith's grove kentucky for her poem it's getting late earlier now trish lindsey jaggers congratulations trish from montebello california also in sixth place for the poem the draft of a messiah raquel reyes lopez congratulations raquel and finally in sixth place uh, from Tuscott, Nova Scotia, uh, for her poem, Vigils, and another former contest judge, Brenda Levy-Tate. Congratulations, Brenda. Thanks for participating again. All right, that is sixth place, ladies and gentlemen. If any of you are listening, feel free to call in and read your poem. We're going to move on to fifth place now. Fifth place had four people tied. Fifth place uh, following in the tradition of... Uh, of the scoring was only a quarter point higher than sixth place with 13 points. 13 points, four people tied um, in fifth place with 13 points. And they are.
from Cedar Grove, Wisconsin, for her poem, James Joyce as Interventionist God, Sylvia Kavanaugh, from Arlington, Virginia, for her poem, At the Holiday Inn, Sarah Lilius, from Bellingham, Washington, for her poem, Waiting, Karen Vanderbosch, Uh, and from San Diego, California, for his poem, Leave Smoke, Jeff Walt. That is fifth place, ladies and gentlemen. If you happen to be listening, feel free to call in. We have a caller now um, from the 270 area code who's going to need to turn down their computer and listen on the phone right away. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) Hello, 270. Who's this? This is Trish Lindsay Jaggers. Hey, Trish. Hey, I'll read this quickly. I know you're running out of time. It's true. (laughs) But all the way from Smith's Grove, Kentucky. It's getting late earlier now. (laughs) To Bridget for saying that when you were five. They started early, before the evening sun tie-dyed the sky. I lean against the oak and watch. The air crisps, crackles, explodes, points trailing color. Rainbows melt. The air grays, hangs, tang of gunpowder, burns my nose, my tongue. A sliver of peace slices the night of July fireworks. Dark seems darker, too still, like the silence after a gunshot. An insect grabs my arm, and I slap what I can't see. Yellow-green flashes once, twice, disappears in the grass. How could I have known that a firefly would choose me, mistake my warmth? Does it get like that? Does it get that easy to kill? Another thunder. I close my eyes, try to imagine the Iraq War, any war. If the rumbles and cracks, the three-beat rhythms of precision sound like this. If I could close my eyes every night to that, how early the night would come how long it would last. Would I hear the children, the women, dying? A bottle rocket screams too close to home, and suddenly I almost know. I can't imagine that it was a mistake that the firefly chose you, Trish. Yeah, but it got slapped. Well, that's an unfortunate uh, consequence. But, um, but great poem. You you entered quite a few you. poems in the contest, and um, so yeah. thank you for that because um, it it thank just you. goes to um, in into the prize pot, and the and the peep, the top three scoring winners get get a bigger b- bigger booty as a result of it. But I, it's absolutely it's makes you a sponsor in, in 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 a sense. So thank you for participating, and right, I'm so glad you were you. listening. All right. All right. I'm good. All right, that was uh, Trish Lindsay Jaggers calling from Smith's Grove, Kentucky. Wonderful poem. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've heard from all the way up to fifth place. Um, it is time to tell you who won or scored, I should say, in fourth place. Fourth place was also just a – okay, well, actually, this is a kind of interesting to point out. Fourth place was a tie for um, four poems, and in those four poems, they all scored – the same score in the first round of scoring. One of those poems, um, or, which means that they all actually tied for third place. So those these four poems then went into a second round of scoring. The one that won in the second round of scoring, which it was 
um, went to a scoring of 0 to 10, that ended up being the third place poem. And the other three then became the fourth place winning poems. So these fourth place poems are actually people who tied for third place in the first round of scoring, but ended up in fourth place because of the second round of scoring. So here you go, in fourth place from Covington, Louisiana, for her poem, Portrait of My Parents, 1946, Diane Elaine Dees. Congratulations, Diane. From San Jose, California, for the poem, Points of Love, Mary Eastham. Congratulations, Mary. And from Poinette, Wisconsin, for the poem, Break, F.J. Bergman. So congratulations, guys. You were so close to, to winning the contest. Um, uh, 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 really just, just a, I mean, you scored in third place in that first round of scoring. Um, so that's, that's something you can, you can be proud of. So well done. Ladies and gentlemen, that is, uh, that is um, your top four through tenth scoring poems. I am now going to tell you the winners of the Poetry Superhighway Contest. The people who scored in uh, first through third place, though not in that order, uh, and what they won. These three folks um, will have their poems published on the Poetry Superhighway. In fact, they will go up in about 10 minutes. And they will also win the cash prize. So we got 645 poems in, and um, which means, and of course, we divide all that money between the top three scoring winners. But it's not just $645, because also one of our sponsors is Roland Vassen, who's a Los Angeles poet. He donated $250 just to add to the prize pot which means that the total that is being divided up among the top three scoring winners is $895. So uh, third place, we'll, we'll be getting 20% of that money. Um, well, hold on. We have someone from the 985 area code calling. Hello, 985 area code. Hi, Rick. Yeah. Hi, it's Diane Elaine Dees. Hi, Diane. Congratulations um, on fourth place. Thanks very much. I'm good. Can uh, you read can read your poem quickly because we're we're running short on time. I'll read it very quickly. Cool. It is uh it is a pantoon entitled Portrait of My Parents 1946 and was written based on an actual portrait of my parents. My father stands behind my mother. He guides her hands on his favorite rifle. Behind them is a weathered shed. Before them, miles of untamed land. He guides her hands on his favorite rifle. She stares at it but does not shoot. Before them, miles of untamed land foretell her fate for years to come. She stares at it but does not shoot. She does not smile. Her resignation foretells her fate for years to come. She does not know why she is there. She does not smile. Her resignation has taken her across the sea. She does not know why. She is there with a man and a gun, and the scars of battle have taken her across the sea, away from her home. Now she stands with a man and a gun in the scars of battle. Will she ever see England again? Away from her home, now she stands in smartly pleated pants in a desolate land. Will she ever see England again, she ponders as they hold a rifle. In smartly pleated pants in a desolate land, she stands with the man who controls the gun. She ponders as they hold a rifle. 
waiting for the inevitable blast. She stands with the man who controls the gun. Behind them is a weathered shed, waiting for the inevitable blast. My father stands behind my mother. Nice poem, Diane. Thank you. I, I love the, uh, the the way uh, Pantoums force you to you know to hear certain lines again. Yeah. You you, re- you read those repeating lines as if they were brand new lines. Um, so um, so cool to hear you actually read it live. Thanks for entering. Thanks very much, Rick. Talk to you soon. Take it easy. That was uh, Diane Elaine Dees from Covington, Louisiana, reading her fourth place poem, uh, Port of, "Portrait of My Parents, 1946, A Pantoum." All right. Back to the top three, ladies and gentlemen. Um, in third place, um, and this was the poem that tied for third place and then rose to the top in the second round of scoring. Um, this person will win $179, as well as will be published in about eight minutes on the Poetry Superhighway with, the, with this poem. From Indianapolis, Indiana, for the poem Three Wishes, Helen Townsend. Congratulations, Helen. Congratulations. Um, in second place. Now, okay, well, this is important to tell you as well. First, and in, in the first round of scoring, two poems rose to the top and tied for first place. So we also, in addition to having a tie-breaking round for third place, um, we had a tie-breaking round for first place. So the first and second place poems actually tied for first place in the first round. We had a second round of scoring in which these poems were uh, were scored from 0 to 10 points by the judges and sent back. Um, and then one rose to the top. So, I'm very excited about this. Um, in second place, this person will win $268.50 and their poem will be published in about six and a half minutes on the Poetry Superhighway. I can say that with authenticity because it's happening automatically. Um, From Provo, Utah, for the poem Footnote to a Footnote, Trish Hopkinson. Congratulations, Trish. I'm so happy to see you rise to the top of of the contest here. She's been such a great participant on this show and in posting information of interest to poets in in the Facebook group that we have. So... um, so not just a, uh, a a person who does the work of poetry for other people, but a stunning poet in her own right, so much so that she has won second place in this year's contest. If you happen to be listening, Trish, call in. We'd love to hear your poem. Um, all right, moving on. Ladies and gentlemen, first place, the winner of the 2015 Poetry Superhighway Poetry Contest. Um this person will win $447.50. And they will have their poem published on the Poetry Superhighway in about 5 minutes and 10 seconds. Are, is anyone excited? I'm excited to tell you this. Um, from Cincinnati, Ohio, for the poem Goldilocks, M. Brett Gaffney. Congratulations, M. Brett Gaffney. You have won first place in the Poetry Superhighway Poetry Contest. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That is um, our top 10 scoring positions. If uh, if uh, Brett, uh, Trish, or Helen happen to be listening, call in right now. i got a couple minutes. I can try to squeeze your poem on the air. Um, you will see all the poems published um, in just a few minutes on the Poetry Superhighway. Um 
uh, if you entered the contest, you'll be getting an email about uh, 5 o'clock today letting you know the, the, the prize that you will be getting um, from one of our sponsors. If you're one of our sponsors, you will be uh, getting an email um, sometime between 3.30 and 4.15 uh, letting you know what pri where to send the prizes uh, that you donated out. Remember to do that within two weeks. And um, and also to notify me, that's uh, that's super important. Uh, your prizes haven't officially gone out until you tell me that they've gone out. That's the only time that I'll uh, mark you on the roster. Thanks, everyone, for entering. Um, thanks again to our three judges, Amber Decker, whose name I managed to now pronounce correctly, Lisette Alonzo, who called in earlier today. Um, thanks so much for, for that. And also Richard Whitaker, thank you all for the incredible amount of work that, that you did um, in scoring this year's contest. Thank you to our many sponsors, all uh, 55 of you, for donating so many awesome prizes and ensuring that uh, that everyone would get a prize for entering. And most of all, thanks to all of you for, for just trying, just uh, for all 120 of you who just said, you know what, I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to put myself out there. Um, some of you donated upwards of 27 poems. Some of you, do or not donated, entered with that many poems. Some of you entered with just one poem. Um, it's a big deal to put yourself out there and 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 and, and hope uh, that you uh, that you win. Uh, but just to take a risk with your art. So please keep doing that. Our next show, our next Poetry Superhighway live show, will be um, an open reading um, that just like we do every month. That will be happening on November fifteenth, Sunday, November fifteenth at two o'clock p.m. Pacific time. Uh, do you plan on calling in and reading a poem? I like to um, hear from folks. We usually get people from all over the world calling in, on top of which we um, we get to talk with you a little bit more than I did today and find out what's going on in your uh, poetry world. So um, so that's something that I definitely um, uh, look forward to every month. And our next big project will be happening starting at the beginning of November. It's our ebook free for all. This is kind of the companion to the uh, Great Poetry Exchange, in which uh, you pledge to send a book to someone else in the world, and in exchange, you will get a physical book uh, from someone else in the mail. This is just for ebooks. All throughout the month of November, um, you make an ebook and uh, and fill out the online form. And on December first. Um, all of the ebooks that have been sent in will be freely downloadable by uh, for 24 hours by everyone in the world who feels like it. And then at the end of that 24-hour period, we'll post the number of how many times everyone uh, everyone's book has been uh, downloaded. So that's it. Uh, congratulations again to our contest winners. I've actually just finished. Uh, posting all of those online, so you can go to the website right now and read the winning poems, and um, you can see the full list of prizes that were entered, and um, and that's that's it. So uh, congratulations again to M. Brett Gaffney for winning the contest, for Trish Hopkinson for coming in second place, and to Helen Townsend for uh, coming in third. Thanks to everyone who tuned in. Have a great rest of your day, everyone, and thanks so much for participating in the Poetry Superhighway Poetry Contest. Bye.